Oh, yeah. But let me uh, get it on here. Make sure streaming. Let's get it on. <laughs> oh wow, Judge Mills Lane needs more Tabaski. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going with celebrity death match. We're not doing. Hey, the, it was uh, him. It was it him. Was, it was him. It was him. I still remember the. Do you remember when he did the People's Court spinoff with him? Yes, and I loved it. <laughs> Shut up! I'm getting goddamn tired of y'all. <laughs> All right, here we go. Intro. That is the most disturbing intro. (laughs) Well, that is just the cheese please uh, intro for their podcast. So I figured maybe since they were on the show, I'll blend it in with ours. Well, I'm just glad now my hair blends in with the size of my head. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, because that (laughs) puppet's lightning. (laughs) And welcome everybody to Rat Salad Review. Uh, And yes, like I said, today we are joined by just the cheese please, Adam and Tara. What's wonderful up? Adam Dreyer and the lovely Tara J. Thank you very much. How's everyone doing? Doing all right. Good. And then we're also joined by the regular bums, Lou, Manny, and James. <laughs> oh, oh the regular bums. But yeah, bum, you bum. And Greg is not here, unfortunately. He's got to get a new refrigerator. <laughs> he had to go, 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 way go, to go, 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 Greg. Running, he had to go catch it. Get it right. Oh, I'm wow. going to sell him out. I don't care. It's Greg. Who cares? Dang. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, today, uh, since we have just the cheese please on, we are going to review a movie, and it's a recent movie that was just released on Netflix. Um, what, maybe a month ago? Motorama yeah. Two. Motorama. <laughs> oh, I'm no, out. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Never again. No. Never again. <laughs> oh. Hey, I only changed my opinion on it because of you guys. <laughs> How dare you guys try to justify that movie? How dare you? <laughs> That movie is a tragic waste of uh, film. But anyway, go ahead. We're not talking about that again. But uh, no, this is a different movie. And this one's called Metal Lords. This one kind of fits with the theme of our show, since we do heavy metal and rock music and all that stuff. So uh, Manny came up with this idea to review this movie and have Just the Cheese Please come on. And since they review movies. And um, yeah, so I can't wait till we talk about this. And actually, I got to watch it today. It's pretty cool. Uh, who wants to go first? Anybody want to start this off? To uh, uh, movie uh, aficionados, do you want to go first? Let the guests speak first. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I did see this movie um, sort of in passing when it first came out. It was kind of on while I was getting dressed or doing something else. Um, And I kind of, I kind of of didn't mind it. I thought it was cute. Um, Adam, I feel like it was sort of uh, a movie that was, relatable to like kind of the way that we were like friends of ours you know what I mean like it wasn't the really hot girl they put glasses on and was like oh she's a nerd and then like to take the glasses off and she's like wow she's super hot like this was more like regular kids and it was you know I don't know not that we had a band in high school we did have a band but not in high school um but I just I don't know I felt like it was a little more relatable yeah. with the characters as far as just like 
the way they look, the way they acted. I mean, teenagers are moody and awful sometimes. So I don't know. That's that was my first impression of the movie. Yeah, I, I agree. It was it was funny because when I mentioned the movie to you, you were like, "Oh, I kind of already saw that," because <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like on you put it on while you were doing something else. So, right. um, and you were like, "Yeah, it's not too bad." So um, I put it on, thinking it was going to be uh, um, it was going to be a good movie, and I actually was pleasantly surprised. I, I liked it. Um, of course, there's things that I'm going to tear apart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's As what we should, do, isn't it? I got a whole, kind of who we are. Yeah, got a whole but, list of things, people, and you're going to hear about them. Yeah, yeah, but but no, overall, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought I, I was entertained from beginning to end. I liked the characters. I thought the storytelling was, for the most part, pretty good. And um, yeah, I, I was I was really happy that uh, I wasn't dreading this uh, finishing it. So it's yeah, nice. good good pick. It's nice. <laughs> good pick. You can get through this one at least, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, it wasn't too long either. It was only like an hour and a half. So even I was kind of dreading it because I'm not a huge movie guy, and um, you know I, I don't like watching movies. Um, but and then unless, also unless, too, it's, unless it's Halloween I'm, live or something. Unless it's like Halloween that. live or oh, Motorama two, that never happens. <laughs> But uh, the Kai Hansen story, right? But especially <laughs> movies about like heavy metal, I'm always leery to watch things like that because I'm always afraid of it uh, turning into like some really big cheese fest, you know, and being corny. And there was some corny moments in here, but they're kids, so you know, you would kind of expect that. But uh, for, for the most part, I, I did like the movie. What about you, Lou? So remember around Halloween, I recommended the films Demons and Demons Two for us to review. To Boy. me. Those are classic heavy metal movies. Um, I'm not really a fan of Spinal Tap. I wouldn't really call that a heavy metal movie. I mean, that's more of like a satire type film. You know, I I appreciate it for what it was, but I I would never call it like a it's a heavy metal satire film. Um, That being said, you know, what other films kind of fall under the category of heavy metal film? Um, Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. Which, yeah, as everyone knows, is a loose adaptation of the Judas Priest story, um, which was good, but it definitely had its hokey moments. So I kind of walked into this film with my expectations really low, but I ended up enjoying it for what it's worth. I Like Adam, I definitely have some things I'm going to nitpick on, but, you know, I would say it's a good way to kill an hour and a half, so... I personally love the film. I, it reminded me of being that age. Uh, I didn't really come from a broken home, but I left home at a young age to be a rock star. As you can see, it worked out so well. I'm in banking, but anyway, um, <laughs> it, it to me was a uh, to me it was a both a send up and a and sort of a love letter to the whole genre. Um, it definitely took a it it took a satirical look at some of the things you know how serious we sometimes take it as kids to genre um it's definitely a music that empowers you and i think the movie showed that so overall i thought it was a positive view and, and i really liked the movie a lot so and maybe i had a more biased view because it just reminded me of me and my friends growing up and how serious we took it and how ridiculous we could be about it at the same time and james what about you <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I it took it took a lot. It was an, I mean, it was an outside of the whole thing of it being a generic coming of age story, which I mean, I, I enjoy those too. Um, I think it was really cool that they showed that hey, a lot of a lot of metal bands have come out of high school marching bands. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can, and the list, the list is very long about that. And, you know, I, I thought it was really cool. I mean, outside of the, you know, the first, the, the band's name and everything like that. I mean, we'll get to that later. It, <laughs> it, did, it did take some very interesting things. And I did like how the music, like they use, I think they used music to set the scenes better than I think most films have done lately. Yes. So, yeah, I agree with that. And I think it showed a respect for the history of the genre, how, how fans of, of heavy metal, hard rock really research the history of the genre i mean what's the kid supposed to be like 15 16 listening to black sabbath album or song that came out in 1970 which does happen oh yeah i like i did like that you know that again i mean you don't you don't meet a metal fan no matter what age and and they listen to a lot of older bands not just newer bands so actually thought it was kind of cool like just a little side thing that it's it could have really taken place at any time absolutely yeah, that like you know forget the cell phones and all that stuff but like it could have been the 70s it could have been the 80s could have been the 90s and i kind of i kind of dug that about it i was going to bring that up because I, I couldn't tell when this took place because there really wasn't a lot of technology and all the music was like pre-2003 or whatever so yeah. i really didn't have an idea of when it took place until much later when they started referencing instagram and some other modern right things. well it, yeah until, until they started playing ed sheeran you really didn't know that they were yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you really didn't know that until. Okay, until, forget. until but... Well, here's the thing. I don't know any Ed Sheeran, so I didn't realize you're not that missing much. This <laughs> you're, you're, you're not missing a ton, but uh, I think yeah, you just no, no. outed yourself as an Ed Sheeran fan, big time. Hey, you know, I mean, it happens. Uh, you know, <laughs> things happen. Well, what about you, Wayne? I'm glad you solved that mystery for me because I could not think who the hell that was, even though I knew those songs from the radio. But yeah, uh, nice. Sure, Wayne. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, there is no Ed Sheeran albums behind me. It's right near not your one. Album. I'm no, right it's not. Expert oh. for doubt. No, I don't not. believe you. It's no, sandwiched between Swans and Merzbau. No, wow, you were bringing up Swan. Got it. <laughs> see it. Uh, no, I said before. I, I actually do like it. So, I, I, you forgot that I talked about it already, Adam. You weren't listening. Oh, maybe. Um. <laughs> you know, no, but you I, know, I, I was, Adam was trying to do the good I was, job I was of, tying, of tying it, but... this all in a nice little bow so that we can get deep out of the movie, and then Wayne just yeah. completely, you know, I totally forgot that the yeah, I forgot that the host went first, and then the guests. Well, no, Usually, that's not how it works. All right. Uh, good night, everybody, and uh, you can listen to just the cheese please on our own network because they're not on Red Sound Review anymore. And we'll see you next week. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, you know uh. what? You remind me so much of Kirk Hammett because why, why, why from you all day, Wayne? Speaking of Kirk Hammett, he was actually in this movie. No spoilers. Not... Let's get to that. Oh, you want to get into that? I'm going to get into that. We want. We're going to discuss the film. I have every note written down, including exactly. timestamps. Oh, oh actually wrote down I didn't, I didn't any... <laughs> Not really, but I did write it. <laughs> uh, I think he might have actually. No, no, no. I, he definitely that. did. I saw timestamps on that bad boy. Oh, wow. Anyway. I will oh, say this, though. The, the, the makers of this film told a better story than the way they ended Game of Thrones. So... Oh, is it from the same people? Yes. TV Weiss. It was? I didn't, really? I didn't look it up TV until Weiss. after. How dare you? Not, I've never he watched Game of Thrones. Me neither, Manny. Not one episode. I have neither no idea. I had no choice. My father-in-law spoiled the entire series for me. He's like, watch the final episode with me. I'm like, okay, this sucks. I never want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> I've read all the books, and I, and like I was already like already kind of on the fence with those guys, and then the last season really ruined it for me. 
Yeah, I mean, the consensus is that, like, they were considered geniuses while the show was in its early seasons, but then they ran out of book material because the writer never finished. And when they had to start producing original material in the last few seasons, it took a big downturn. And it's either because it's either because they were incompetent or because they were rushing to get to their Netflix deal because they basically used Game of Thrones to get a bunch of money from Netflix and they wanted to finish Game of Thrones very quickly. Um, So whatever, it's either incompetence or impatience, but like they did badly in the last few seasons. I answer that question with a resounding yes. You can't wait for a man who still hasn't finished the third, the, the book before the last book. Okay. And chances are he never will at this point. No, this is this is this is going into Solomarian territory, which I'm very scared. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been over we're a not, decade. We're not talking about that movie. We're talking about Metal Lords for Christ's sakes. <laughs> well, I'll tie it together here. Hold Stay on. on topic, please. Yeah, I don't man. want a three-hour show on a on an hour and a half movie. <laughs> what, Watch it. Well, I didn't got, want an episode of Motorama. Those we obliged you. Yeah. <laughs> How did this movie start anyway? I'm forgetting now. <laughs> they're in the basement practicing. They're in the basement playing, yes, they're okay. playing the songs yes. they play at the end. That's right. That is. Right. I actually thought it was great storytelling when they're going through the room and they're showing everything and you hear the music, but you hear them screw up and restart. You know, it shows you what level of proficiency they have, um, sets the mood. It even pans over the picture of the mother cut out of the picture, which right. I thought was great storytelling until oh, like five. Was, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I thought then, it was like, Coco for a second with that. But then five minutes later, in an, in a voiceover, when Kevin is explaining Hunter, they cut to that picture again, as he says, the mother is like gone or something like that. And I'm like, well, you, you told the story very well, like in a show, don't tell kind of way. But then you assumed everyone was too stupid to catch on. So you like cut back to that visual and like explicitly stated it. And I thought it would have been nice to just have that. I, I, shot. I, I think the director should have left it without saying a word. You got. You didn't need a big explanation. That obviously, the mom's not in the picture, especially mm-hmm. as you watch the movie. There is no mom, you know. So anyway, right? Yeah. That's my cool. dickhead. Yeah. Go ahead. My my problem with the scene. Yeah. The boss digital delay light was on. Where was the delay coming from the amp? <laughs> Listen, you nerd. Of course, Lou would be mad about the audio. I was pissed. I want tone. If your light's on, I want to hear the tone. <laughs> Just ask actually, for the ghoul if you want tone, all right? Actually, Leave the ghoul alone. Actually, as crazy as Lou might sound, they actually hire people to make sure that kind of stuff actually... Well, they done fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they did. They I think did. it was Tom Morello. Wasn't he like the musical? He, then he they the really done the fucked up. Producer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he didn't direct it. He was just there to oversee the music that supposedly he, they were playing. He is, yeah, and the kids actually did learn how to play instruments, which I thought was kind of awesome that they didn't just sort of make it like, you know, some like haphazard, you know, editing job or whatever. Like those kids played, which I thought was really awesome. Yes, because I was watching what they were playing, comparing it to what I was hearing, and it was dead on. So yes, Absolutely. that I will give them yeah, credit. They they learned for sure. But the yeah. one thing I have to say is that a kid that I mean I don't know I actually I played guitar, I played piano, I even played the flute for a very short time. I've never played drums, but a kid that played what did he play like the snare drum in a band? Yeah. He said yeah. I played a drum. He became pretty proficient at a double bass pretty large drum kit very quickly and i just don't imagine it's that easy well, i don't know adam you're a drummer like would it be something that would be that you could just pick up in like 
I don't know, two weeks. No, I mean, double kick, the way he was playing double kick is not no. something that I was like, years, damn, kid, you know? like, that's crazy. But who knows? You went from Ringo Starr to Joey Jordison in a matter of minutes. That is quite impossible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 did like that, I like that montage when he was learning to play. I thought that was what a was he, I liked it, though, because he was playing at the I love Black Sabbath. So yeah. I kind of like watching him do the different parts and learning it as it went along. I thought that was very interesting. Also made me appreciate Bill Ward as a drummer, but it has nothing to do with the movie. Just, you know, outside. I, I will say this. Yeah. Once he got the Ward swing down, I was like, yes. And I have to admit, Black Sabbath is my all-time favorite band. Seeing him get it in the movie, I got choked up. I'm not gonna yeah, same here. And and you mentioned the swing. <laughs> Bill Ward had swing. Oh, People yeah. Oh, boy. Forget that about him. It, it, so so when he was doing that, it actually reminded me of a kid, you know, when I first was starting to play music um, and playing Doom 2 while listening to that album. <laughs> <laughs> might, have, might have been the reason why I am the way I am now, but listening to War Pigs while blasting demons in hell is, mm-hmm. uh, that's a, it seems very poetic, but, you know, listening to it was really fun now, now that, you know, I've had years of musical training with you know with with band and all that hearing the swing and everything with that was very interesting because yes it is very intricate what he was doing and then also him getting all the all the 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 paperwork to actually like play the notes and everything like what he wanted to do was very cool to see that that someone had taken the time to compose the music put it on sheet for him yeah i i agree and I like like what Adam brought up in the beginning of the film. These kids are terrible musicians. And like every kid musician that starts out, it's that will to want to play. And you have no idea why you want to. And you have your rock posters up of your heroes. I'm way older than those kids are. So my heroes would have been different. But like, I think it was Adam or Tara said, it could have taken at any point in time other than the technology. That's what, you know, the story is almost timeless. Heck, take out heavy metal. You could have put it even the uh, early 60s. Beatles fans. But just, uh, you know, it, it just, but other than it was a love letter to the heavy metal culture more than the genre, I guess. I, I really like uh, Who's got their audio out, out so I can hear myself? Who's that? Manny, you wearing headphones? No, I don't. It's, um, is it me? Yeah, it's you. Well, I was trying to use my phone, but oh, <laughs> no worries. It was it was a small pickup. Just don't worry about it. Just keep going, Wayne. Don't let it happen again, Manny. You're fired. Uh, but I re- related a lot to the the drummer part, where like you know he's uh, fitting all the drums in his little tiny car, and uh, you know trying to find a place. Actually, when they when he bought that big drum set and he put it in his room and he couldn't move, that was my room when I was young. Like, it's your well, room now. <laughs> yeah, well, no, now I'm in my garage. But yes, when I was younger, that was exactly my room. You couldn't, you'd have to move sideways to get to the drums, to get to the bed. It was a nightmare. So I totally related to that part. Yeah, and, and I, that rig must have taken like an hour or two hours to, to set up and tear down, right? Yeah, it was right. Big. And the oh, funny yeah. thing was when, yeah. he, when he got to the school and he had to reset it up, it like happened in an instant. Like uh, he had to have been there for at least an hour. Film an hour of something. No, I know that, but <laughs> but also they had it all back in the same spot, so it was kind of funny. But that was weird. That was also one thing, and it doesn't really have to do with the movie. But it was weird that there was all these people hanging out at school all the time after hours. It was like right, I don't right. think we were allowed to do that. We couldn't just 
show up and set up a huge drum kit and just be like, okay, I'm no, going to get arrested. Not at my loitering. Not really a thing. Yeah. I don't, was, that was, I, don't, I don't know what you guys are talking about. We always had after school programs at my school. And until like I'm nine o'clock at night. Yeah, no, but, 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 but then again, we're city kids, you know, city of Long Beach, yeah. city of Astoria. It's different than Portland, Oregon. So I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess Portland, so. Oregon, Jefferson County, Tennessee, you know, when you grow up in smaller towns, you know, <laughs> become part of the community and <laughs> yeah in more ways than one but you know it definitely this proof this movie proves why every drummer i know drives either a truck or a van so oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the, the one thing the drummer kept doing though that kept bothering me he would like stand up to hit the symbol on the left hand side i'm like just move <laughs> the symbol over <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his mom seemed completely unfazed that he had thousands of dollars worth of new drum equipment in his room well, right. she didn't Actually, pay for it, so what she care? Yeah, <laughs> she didn't care. Yeah, but that's true. I was wondering that too. I was like, your son. You said that you couldn't afford one hundred and fifty dollars something. In the you know when they said that, but now you have a was it thirteen thousand dollar drum set? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was thirty one hundred something around there because it came up in the. Yeah, uh, I thought it said thirteen thousand something. I don't know. It did. It, well, it, yeah, I don't it, know. It was. It was he, a he went to the guitar center and bought the most expensive one possible. Yeah, the, the Amex charge was thirteen thousand, but maybe he bought other stuff too. But yeah, the, all in all, that they charged thirteen thousand to that card. Well, Lou has in his notes thirty-one thousand. So no, I, I didn't write that, but I did write this. I said, "This is true irony when you're shopping for a double bass kit with Maiden playing, but Nico is a single kick and bass drum player." And I was mm. like. All right, only I would care about something that's stupid. But I mean, seriously, I I, I thought it was ironic. Were, were you not Were you not happy that the trooper was actually played in an actual proper part of a of, of a music montage? I'm glad I got to listen to the trooper without wanting to turn it off because I'm so tired of that song. <laughs> hey, I have a question for Adam. Adam, you probably weren't part of the heavy metal subculture or whatever. What What was your overall impression the way it was portrayed? The the kids love of it. I actually, um, I mean, I was a lover of all music and um, I, I was interested to ask you guys because I felt that the all the heavy metal songs of bands they mentioned were so accessible that you guys would be upset because it didn't delve deeper into the genre. It was somewhat superficial. I was upset about one. Wayne, when you mentioned that. Wayne and Lugo. As well as the yeah, inclusion of, of Rage Against the Machine and Guns N' Roses, which I uh, thought go, weren't go technically ahead, Lou. metal. Yeah. Go ahead, Lou. Keep, yep, keep going. No, I just thought it was hilarious. The one gripe Wayne said was, where's Halloween represented in all <laughs> that this? <was> true. <laughs> You're not always going to get representation, son. But I, mean, I, was, I, I, was, I, love... I, was waiting, I was waiting to hear the rage built up when they brought in Rage Against the Machine and Tool. Well, Adam, yeah. people, right. Adam, I'm, I'm 51. And when Guns N' Roses first came out in 87, they were considered a heavy metal band. Yeah. Yeah, but if you but, consider heavy metal band by today's standard, probably not. No. But so I mean, so what Allison changed, right? Before before yeah. that genre, whether it's alternative grunge, hard rock, really had a genre. Everyone just assumed it was heavy metal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if a matter of fact, Nirvana of all bands at first was marketed as a heavy metal band when they're on a major label. So yeah, yeah, exactly. like Guns N' Roses yeah. slide. But Rage Against the Machine, I can't let them slide. Rage Against the Machine is actually considered a heavy metal band by some kids or older. But they yeah. would have never, I would have never had any friends that were into metal or even like Raids Against the Machine and said, here, lump them into metal and, you know, try to play. I like think they were lumped into new metal. I don't think they fit into we're very new lumped into new metal. Yeah, well, I do like that. late Rage Against the Machine as the growing up Adam. Like, what I mean, we like, I guess we like alternative, but like hard. 
because we were like Alice in Chains fans and we were Tool fans and mm. Primus. And I mean, I don't really know what, what is that even considered now? Like that, because it's loud, music. it's hard. It's not, it's, it's not metal, but it's not easy listening. So I w- I'm not really sure what we would be considered, but we had friends like that. I mean, metal, you know, kids that were into metal playing d and I mean, that was very relatable in high school. We had a lot of friends that did that. So mm-hmm. um yeah, and I, I always liked Sabbath, but I always thought Sabbath was a pretty positive band. I mean, you know, they were like Satan. Everyone thought they were Satan worshippers, but like their War Pigs is anti-war song. Hand of Doom is like anti-drug song. Crazy Train's about like everyone loving each other. To me, like a lot of their songs are very positive messages. Excellent. After right. Forever is the first Christian metal song ever written. We know. <laughs> yeah, even, yeah, even NIB was like a love song more than anything, even if it was about the devil. Yes, yeah, sung yeah. by Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless. Well, well, Adam, you brought up the, the music but i think a couple of things i think it was made for netflix so they got to make it they've got to try to appeal to people that aren't metal fans you know that don't give a crap about that genre and black sabbath and all these bands that you mentioned even rage appealed to spectrum wider than than the genre that we're talking about so i think that might be to do with it i mean if you put on something like venom or wayne's precious halloween uh, i you know you're gonna have people scratching their heads so you know <laughs> well you know and, and it also yeah. i think it also ties in because i mean as as a band geek doing that in, in high school yeah. like yeah tool and rage were my gateways and it wasn't until later on while i was in marching band that i got to listen to guys like demu and old man's child and stuff like that yeah. so it, it it was it was the gateway to get into that metal scene. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciated the accessibility. I just wasn't sure how you would all feel about it because I've listened to the podcast a few times. I know you guys really get deep into some you know deep tracks and yeah. No, I, I was fine with that list because when you're growing up, those are the bands you you get to know, you know, mm-hmm. and then those bands lead you to the the bands that are you know. Uh, you know underground bands so i'm well, fine with the list of the bands i think adam does as far as the band so i don't know how realistic it would be i'm not holy i'm not a teenager obviously in 2021 mm-hmm. i don't know how realistic it would be for a teen i know i shock myself i don't know uh you look how realistic it would be for a teenager to listen to black Sabbath first that maybe that's your gateway band i would think it'd be something more modern maybe not slipknot but something you know no no actually no actually i was gonna say black sabbath and slipknot are probably the gateway bands because i know a lot of young kids that are into slipknot because they keep well i do too i know a lot of and i know a lot of young kids that are into black sabbath but i don't know if they started out listening to black sabbath unless it was in their parents collection i don't know wayne your take on it i just said my why is everybody not listening to me I was at my because you keep talking about Halloween and we just yeah. Well, Lou, what's your take on the music they used? Um, I was perfectly content with it. I mean, I was one of those. I mean, I I considered myself a metal kid growing up because you know I had the posters on my wall of Sabbath and um, you know, and as I've told Wayne many times, uh, and both of us had Def Leppard as our gateway metal band throw mm-hmm. quiet riot onto the list for me as well so if it was hard and fast and if it was melodic i dug it so you know when i first heard bands like raging his machine or uh tool or allison chains or even guns and roses or you know molly crew i dug it because it had that loud distorted rock guitar sound that i really loved and whether it's called metal today or not or whether you want to 
throw it under the um, the banner of hard rock or dare I say, I hate the, these terms, but grunge or gent, you know, whatever. I mean, to me, it's it's all relative. It's 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 good music that has a certain sound and a certain style to it. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's for everyone who wants to enjoy it. So, you know, I loved the first Rage Against the Machine album. And I and James, you know, you know that you and I differ politically, but we have nothing but mutual respect for each other. I, you know, the politics on that album is something I can look past because the, the tunes are just killer. I mean, they yeah. really are the way the rhythm section is, the way um, the guitar riffs sound, the way the the the, the, the raps are delivered. You know, it, it works. It's just good music to me. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the one thing that does that I think is an, an unfair um, uh, an unfair uh, opinion about kids who are into metal is that they are closed minded when it comes to, genre, you know, everything outside of metal, which is so not true you know bullshit actually but yeah yeah horse hockey yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i thought it was hilarious growing up when you know uh i'd meet you know kids in school and i'd be like what do you like and they'd say oh i like everything hip-hop r&b rap and i'm like that's three of the same (laughs) so you know to me i think this film definitely got that right sorry no halloween representation wayne Uh, maybe on uh, metal lords part two well when i I will make sure that i add some halloween in there and uh you know throw in maybe a toxic avenger for lou and that's not a metal movie But uh, the the scene where they went to uh, like a house party and that yeah. another, another yeah. band is playing there and they're playing the Ed Sheeran songs and all that. Um, it, it was funny when when that guy pushed the the main character. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Hunter he or him? Kevin? Hunter. The, the guy with long hair. Hunter. That's Hunter. Hunter. Uh, they pushed him into uh, the keyboard and the keyboard is split in half. <laughs> like, yeah. What a cheap ass keyboard. Yeah. Say, no keyboard could split that half that easily. <laughs> well, I like that scene somewhat because it kind of, I guess it's supposed to establish that these kids are outsiders, you know? Yeah. But I think what the movie doesn't tell you is these two kids chose to be outsiders, they, you know, and, and the way they dress. And I'm not damning them because I did the same thing, but the way they dressed, the music they liked, and they sincerely liked it. But I also saw that scene and Taron Adams, since you guys are the cheese of the 80s movies, I thought it was sort of a soft homage to 80s flicks. And they always had those party scenes in those 80s movies and somebody would get in a, a fight or something, right, some right, sort right, of conflict. Right. I sort of saw it that way. What about you guys? I mean, yeah, I definitely did. Um, I, I guess I, I don't I mean, it's I think that's like kind of a a staple in a teen a teenage movie right. you know there's always got to be the bully and there's got to be the kid that's picked on i could relate to the kid that kids that were being picked on because i was definitely like the weird kid and um but uh we also didn't have house parties like that did we right. well, <laughs> we did. didn't we oh, didn't no. have people like playing music and like, dancing yeah. i'm like yeah who, uh, yeah, who, had, who had the money to hire a band for freaking well of course <laughs> their parents were off in like geneva or some shit so well, i think that was yeah, the least exactly. serious house too yeah. narrow in the story to have parties of that magnitude. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the lead singer's house, if I'm not mistaken, which I didn't realize until the very end. But I think oh, that, yeah, because he's like, 
invite everybody. Seriously, anyone invite. And I was like, this guy's inviting everyone to oh, his house. He was really nice. That was the meat yeah. singer of Molly Cotta. Yeah. Like he was really sweet and just like, hey, bro, it's all good. And at the yes, end of the okay. movie, he says to Hunter, he goes, I'm sorry about what happened at my party, man. And I'm like, he broke your keyboard. Why are you right, apologizing right, right. to yeah. him? Nothing to do with it. <laughs> That yeah, guy was like so nice too. The Molly Cuddle band was so I'm glad that they, they, they like recognized that they nice. were good people because <laughs> they were actually like non-antagonists at all. See, you thought it was obnoxious, Tara. No, I said the I I know I was saying it was like obnoxious how like like so nice they were. Like I'm just being sarcastic about it because they were just like anything that yeah. happened. Hey, it's fine. Don't hey, don't worry. Like it's all no, good. I'm you know? I mean, it was great. It was very sweet. And I was like, I even wrote like, I love Molly Coddle. <laughs> but it was just well, I mean, <laughs> but it was he, just so like ridiculously. I'm like, who is this nice? Like, no one is this nice. Nobody. Mommy yeah, was yeah nice. I was I was waiting for the heel turn. I was truly waiting for the heel turn to happen. Exactly, happened. James. I was he, I was too. I was like, he's gonna end up being the biggest prick ever. They're gonna end up like luring this poor kid you know hunter into a dark alley and like beating the crap out of him but it was all like hey it's all good hey it's fine i was like all right cool you know he kept nice. up the cena they set up that he's dating that girl that every all the all the girls think is is hot right because kevin runs into that blonde when he gets into yeah. the bathroom and He's staring at her and she's like no she's the cute one and it was and i thought he was like the, the band leader was going to wind up kind of like cheating on his girlfriend with the blonde it was going to turn into some sort of like love triangle but like none of that happened right. Right. See, yeah. what i liked about like those three guys in monte Carlo is because to me and this is going to sound crazy but that is a band that i wish i could be a part of if i was in a band because all they care about is playing the tunes playing them with people you like and just having a good time doing it in my mm-hmm. opinion, if you're doing it for any other reason than that, don't do it because you're yeah. going to be disappointed. Someone's social it, perks, but none of them have to do none of the work, right? And don't have to break a sweat, basically. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it just the fact that they appreciated being in the same space and playing the same. Uh, not to jump ahead, but what Dr. Nick said was best. You know, if you're going to tour the world, make sure you're touring it with people that you could get along with on the 24 people you could, like basis. hanging out with yeah exactly well, that, that that's a lesson every band learns uh even just playing the local circuit trust me i i learned it so. i learned it the hard way myself yeah same here same here uh, which is why i'm writing new music with wayne noon hopefully soon <laughs> what? Well, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about the werewolf a future drama and waiting uh, wayne noon and... <laughs> well, i hate i didn't like how hunter was such a dick to that guy you know, I was like, you know, Hunter we was to help a you. dick to everybody. He, he yeah, was a dick. Was a dick. He was, he was right. just but you know what? Dick. I I had a lot of friends like he was, so it didn't really phase me him being no, too much of a dick. He, re- when he, he was reminds a mean me of every single metal purist out there that right. just think it's it's all about metal and everything else fucking. Well, sucks. it is all about metal. God damn! I can't believe you even say such a thing, James. <laughs> You're fired, James. <laughs> I'm fine. I'll my go make quote. my own podcast with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> yeah, his he. I didn't really like Hunter. I didn't, I didn't think he had a good arc. I don't think he had an arc, to be honest. But um, no, no, no. His his arc was he softened up at the end. He became more. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah. he didn't really learn. Right. He, he had to spend. He had to spend a night in the freaking loony bin. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but he didn't really. He only became he only became humble because he had to be. It wasn't sincere. I don't think the movie even made it try to seem like he was sincere about it. Mm. No. Yeah, I, I agree. 
Yeah. Even when he apologized I, to that girl, it didn't seem too sincere. No, it wasn't sincere mm. at all. And the scene was he just wanted to get to the, the Battle of the Bands thing. The 90 minute film, there's no room for sincerity. <laughs> well, I, yeah, think, you got I think it was honest to the character, Hunter. I mean, here's an angry kid. Maybe mm. he's attracted to music because his mom left or whatever. I think that stuff is bullshit. I think you just like the music because you like it and then you get something out of it. But, you know, um, he, yeah. his mom left. He didn't have a good relationship with his father. This kid was angry at the world. And what he what his outlet was, was the outlet a lot of kids do was music. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be metal. In this case, is metal. You know, and that was his outlet. And his only friend is the only one that would help him try to achieve this shot at glory. I mean, this kid had no goal beyond playing the talent show. That was his only goal, you know. Um, and didn't I, Kevin say something like the only reason he really became friends with Hunter was because Hunter like saved his life or something like that? Yeah, yeah something, something like that. Yeah, he said yeah. from the beat, beat down. Yeah, well, and right. I think I think it's I think it's less about Hunter and it's the show. The 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 main character is Kevin, and his, mm-hmm. he goes through an arc of that. He goes through all the arcs. Yeah, yeah. He you does. know, he's the and you know Hunter's just that that the side character, which everyone thinks is going to be the main character at first, but he's really the the, the side character. I agree with that. I think I, that, that totally. Yeah, like that. It was really. It seemed like Hunter was supposed to be the main character. But it really, it was Kevin, for sure. Well, Kevin was a more interesting character. He had more nuance. Even his relationship with the girl, it could have turned into, like you said, a cliche. She takes off her glasses, you know. And, but in reality, it was a sweet little love story in, in the middle of this, you know, metal parable. And then magically at the end, she, she takes off her glasses and she turns into the hot, hot yeah. one. <laughs> well, you got to have some of the film tropes in here, okay, Jay? <laughs> what I liked about Emily's character arc, though, was that they talked about um, mental illness without stigmatizing it. I was oh, I wanted you to, I was really hoping someone was going to bring it up, but if not, I was going to bring it up. Because I really like that too, without making it seem like, like something that she is like. She, I mean, she obviously had feelings about it, but it was just who she, what part of who she was, and people accepted her. And I don't know, I, I really like that too. And I was like looking up there, I was kind of looking up articles and like trying to read a little bit about like the backstory about her, or if there was like any information, which there really wasn't. Um, but the part when she's sitting, when he's sitting there in her room and he's like oh it's your medication like she's like oh yeah, my happy pills and she like flicks them and like, that's just I mean that is something like so high school it's something you just like I don't need that like forget it like I'm just like everyone else but you know that you're not I don't know like, I just love that whole part of her I thought that was mm. great and she did a great job of kind of you know acting the part uh, in a way she really did I thought they were going to do more about because because I felt <laughs> like you know I, I know I'm not trying to stigmatize but I never thought, hey, your first night of getting lucky, you're going to do it behind a Jewish temple. <laughs> I like that they did that. that, was that was cool. I didn't even notice that. Realistic. I was like, all right, <laughs> nice. But the whole time I was thinking, think with your dipstick, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 well, he, 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 took, he took care of it. He had the scotch egg and everything. So let you know, make me. <laughs> they had a gigantic scotch flag, uh, uh, Scottish flag outside their house. Oh, yeah. It was like huge. Yeah, uh, the only thing you're missing was the giant bagpipe music while while at it, you know. Yeah, so but I I, I, I yeah. do agree um, on Emily. I 
I think that it was a very interesting flaw that they gave her, a character flaw, and I do appreciate that it wasn't stigmatized in any way. However, um, it would have been nice to see that um, that flaw or that, not, not necessarily a flaw, but that, um, that uh, character trait uh, have negative consequences externally to cause some sort of conflict or tension because I felt like she felt very insecure about it but everyone else was like you're great and like excused a lot of what she did and I just thought it would have been nice if for example because you know the whole point about the being metals that everyone's an outcast and she obviously wanted to be in classical music maybe she was practicing for some sort of Juilliard audition or some sort of orchestral audition. And, and they turned her down because she had an episode or something like that. And it forced her to sort of reevaluate and decide to give, give metal a choice or something like that. And it, I mean, it's negative to, to portray that that way, but I think, um, it, I don't know. I just felt that like, it was a, it was a really, it was a really good character trait that they gave her, but I just felt that it was just all internal and she wasn't really the main character. You didn't really, see a lot of conflict other than inside of her and i would have liked to have seen that conflict maybe manifest itself externally a little bit more i mean well, I she think, did think, call oh, the sorry. band teacher a see you next tuesday and start screaming at <laughs> yes, him so yes, i mean that was <laughs> that well, definitely would be put but no one seemed to care i agree yeah, like, they, no they, one they, actually well, i mean it was just like if we would have done that in high school people would have been talking about it for like three you know a month oh, yeah, like it would have yeah, been yeah. like she a thing have, she would have been suspended like i did when i told the guy to, to shut the hell up and yeah. right in front of everybody and god and the football team well um <laughs> but also like the thing the thing that wrote, that i thought was really cool about it is that they did kind of normalize mental illness and and mental uh deficiencies because hunter's just talking to a guy who obviously is either on the spectrum or it, it has some has, has something going on there his behavior is disturbing yes yeah so like, you know and, and, and they're and they're just ignoring it they they like like they all know that he has something there and they're just they're you know they're like whatever he's a cool mm-hmm. dude i did yeah. i, I, I was it. a fan of the two episodes that she did have though screaming at uh <laughs> by the way random cameo by chuck klosterman famed heavy metal author he played the uh band coach oh yes um, he did chuck klosterman from some of, the, some of my favorite books um also you know almost killing a hunter i thought that was well deserved i'm not gonna lie (laughs) he had that coming but uh you know at the i guess pseudo apology that hunter gave her at the end where he basically said you know you're metal as fuck i was like you know what you don't go out looking for validation because you're looking for it but you know i mean i i kind of thought that that was a cool realization that maybe she was taking time to think about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, right then and there, when she showed up with her cello and her black and her black dress, she was like, let's do it. So, you know, like I, I was so happy that she took charge, uh, that the character tr- took charge of her life like that, you know, like that, that was really cool. Well, the introduction to the character, I didn't know what was going on. Cause you know, you see her throw her, what did she throw her flute? A clarinet. Or clarinet. Yeah. 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 I didn't know what was going on. You just see her lose your shit. And you really had no context, you know, in the very beginning until you get deeper into the movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I kind of had a feeling. Did you? I did not. But I, I didn't either. I thought it was Tourette's. No, yeah, that was not I, I, Tourette's. I, I, yeah, was... I, I knew it was something because, I mean, I, I've been frustrated at band too and have lost my cool. I've never decided to, hey, I'm going to chuck this $1,000 instrument in the air. Could have been that time of the month too. 
Oh, Christ. You fucking shrew. Anyways, um, no, I'm, I'm only saying because uh, shrew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know I, I've had bipolar people in my family. So yeah. when I saw that, I kind of took that as a warning sign. I'm like, she's bipolar. So, and again, not that I'm stigmatizing. It's just you develop a familiarity with it when you're exposed to it. I just, I, my one criticism, I guess, which I just thought of is Adam brought it up. I think it's nice that they made mental illness not a stigma, you know, but at the same time, I don't think it was very realistic that all these people are so accepting of it, you know, oh, you know, she's, yeah, uh, you know, high school is not, you, you know, you wear the wrong shirt, people, you know, it, it's just, I didn't, I didn't totally buy that for that part of the movie that everyone wanted to find it so accepting. Yeah, nobody learned anything. I guess there was an opportunity to have a character maybe learn. And I guess that's what Hunter, that was Hunter's role in this, but I don't know if he learned the lesson he should have learned about mental illness. He sort of just learned not to get upset at his friend for having a girlfriend. I feel like more than he did to accept mental illness. Actually, that would be correct. She could have been normal as anything and he still would have given her, you know, a hard time and nothing to do with what? I think he was afraid of her being i think he even mentioned a, a yoko ono yeah, yeah he, he did. kept saying like, yoko, yeah yeah so yeah totally understandable uh what do you guys think of the chase scene the car chase scene i i didn't picture him going up to him and just flicking the guy in the face i thought he was gonna punch him <laughs> i actually laughed off. like out loud when that happened i thought yeah. that was pretty funny to be honest <laughs> yeah i love it yeah but if you've never been in a fight you don't know what to do you know you just kind of yeah. yeah, I, I liked it, the car chase scene. I thought it was funny. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was actually well done. How they were going to—I was going to see how they were going to tie that together. Oh, by the way, the guy who did play Robbie Christopher Lopez has Down syndrome. So, oh, okay, mm. yeah, they oh. get as much. Yeah, I didn't. But I didn't so wanna, what? Yeah, I didn't want to be. Yeah, I didn't. I just didn't want to say that. I just saw that at the top of my head. I was like, oh, by the way, I but mean, no, d- the uh, the the car chase. I liked how they ended it. Yeah, so did it, I. I thought that was brief. I did not expect that. You know, I, <laughs> I knew. Was, I, I was wondering if they were actually going to do the whole thing where he was going to stop, or was he actually going to, going to give it, a, give it the go, no, like like a true eighty movie. For it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think you could probably see plainly that that was not going to work out. Yes. But... I thought yeah, the painkiller pain yeah. chasing was perfect. I love. Yeah, and, and and with yeah. painkiller, that's actually one of the be- better uses of that of that song. So I was very excited for that because. Yeah, it's it, it is kind of a very fast paced song. So, oh, two other points I want to bring up. It's okay, Kevin. I don't understand Dungeons and Dragons either. I never <laughs> played Dungeons and Dragons. I never have either. And can people still? Can people please stop referring to Rock of Ages by Def Leppard as a metal song? <laughs> yeah. It's not a metal song. No, they weren't talking about Def Leppard. They were talking about the musical Rock of Ages. The musical. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, talking about the musical Rock of Ages. Oh, I thought it was a song too, and I thought it was a joke no, for the uninitiated that they thought that that was metal. Okay, I, no. I did too at first, but yeah, they brought it up a few times, and I'm like, oh, it's the musical. So, <coughs> yeah, it about the musical. But she brings okay. So the other thing about their relationship is that it almost seems like she is instantly attracted to Kevin because, but the only thing Kevin does initially is give her a list of songs, right? Heavy metal right. songs. And then she goes home and she listens to him and then she starts to like, I don't know, Play flirt with him or give him feelings. At the time that Kevin gave her those songs, Kevin barely knew those songs either. He had just been given those songs by Hunter. So I feel like she felt she was falling in love with someone who loved metal music, but 
he wasn't really into those songs at the time he gave it to her. So I, I don't know. I thought that was interesting, you know? I think also it was because she thought, you know, because I, I, you get the feeling throughout the movie that the theme is that she doesn't get, the boys don't talk to her. So this is yeah. the first time a boy has not only had the audacity to talk to her, but also give her music. Mm. Yeah, you know? show actual interest. In exactly. Yeah. yeah, but but he showed interest in her as a, as a person. Granted, right. he was attracted to her because she was a female, but he showed interest into her as a person. You know, he didn't approach her like you want to date. He goes, goes well, this girl can play an instrument. We could, you know, he he yeah. he respected her. You know, you know immediately. I don't yeah, know no. if it's because he threw she threw a you know clarinet or whatever reason but he respected her he was I, by the way she threw that thing very far she was too, so, so metal. it wasn't a very short throw yeah. was, she had an arm on her mm-hmm. he was taken <laughs> back by the way she played that uh classical piece the oh, so cello, right. Right. cello concerto number one yeah yeah yes. you're, right. you're right that that was the attraction you're right it was her talent that's when you brought a yeah. drum set to the school which is uh open apparently all night long right yep. <laughs> your new yorkers are showing um <laughs> uh, uh, what else was there in the movie um i like the part where he, he talked about some like bands being gay or whatever and then he shows all the posters uh, the i'm sorry oh, that, was that might have been sophomoric but it was still funny i don't it was care hilarious it was it funny was the K was thing awesome. was right on the money she's like um <laughs> and i want to listen to goblin cock i really yeah. do right now <laughs> you never heard of that uh, I know a real band. Is yes. that a real band? Yeah. Yes, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, that either. Band. I, 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 Dude, I, I, you're trolling me. I swear to God, new real band. I looked up. Some, I looked up Troy Nix, and Troy Nix I is did like too. he's like some business <laughs> management guy from like Not Illinois. It, it was played by like what's his name, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. The werewolf. It's the and werewolf from True Blood. I was like, I knew. I recognized his face. I was like, why does this guy look so damn familiar? And then I looked up. I'm like, who's Troy Nix? And it was not a real person so i did the same thing yeah, but there is a guy named troy nix he's just like some business dude yeah Midwest. wasn't a guy in, in whatever balls of whatever the hell of a band that he said i don't remember what, what it was Kill, oh, oh yeah yeah I know it, yeah that's funny uh, I, I just i just love it that they found the one the, the most like of judas priest the most gayest picture of rob halford ever made <laughs> <laughs> like short short leather shorts and everything shirtless confession time when i first heard priest in the 80s and early 90s i didn't put two and two together nobody when, did nobody, nobody did, did. when yeah. he came out i was in shock but looking back i'm like oh yeah oh there were symbols there were signs yeah. Yeah, it doesn't but, bother me yeah. i mean it doesn't bother me at all yeah, I, I, thought, I look at it this way I, I i'll take a million priests over at sharon <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Man, Ed Sheeran's getting rug on this hey. show. He's gonna be pissed. Fine, I'll throw Sean Mendez in there too. I personally, I personally think it's cool that the metal icon, the metal god, happens to be gay. I just think it's oh, yeah. cool. I mean, I'm not gay, but I think it's cool. I think it's cool that a genre of fans that were assumed to be homophobic were like, "Yeah, whatever. What about a new album, Rob?" You know, they didn't care. You know, mm-hmm. right. and I mean, they don't care about his feelings. I mean, they just, you know, 
that was not at the forefront, which everyone thought it would be. You know? It wasn't so, an issue. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah, funny I mean yeah. the time that he came out was when Voyeurs by two came out and that really wasn't that successful. No. album he did after that was the halford resurrection album and it's like right. thank you this is what we've been dying for so well, right right we wanted that kind of music we we're more concerned about the music he was creating than him coming out we care more we about were. your merit not the men you sleep with rob okay we love you it's all good <laughs> yeah but it also well, goes to goes to show how like metal really is about inner turmoil and feeling like an outsider an outcast right mm-hmm. i mean that's common right. and uh that can express itself in many ways for many causes so i think you know it's, it's it just fits right in i really Absolutely. enjoyed about about this movie is that rob halford who you you know who everyone demonizes you know homosexuality and everything for being promiscuous and everything he's the one guy going be with your girl <laughs> he's like don't you be know, an asshole, asshole. yeah and the guy who's been married yeah. the longest is the one going sleep with every chick you want it's just yeah. the funniest thing ever. Scott Ian of Anthrax, who's been married for forever. Scott Ian. Forever. Okay, yeah. Well, you know Never what? Take Rob, advice from Scott Ian. Rob Halford's <laughs> been in a long-term relationship with a guy. Oh, yeah. Right? I, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just, I'm yeah. saying, though, you know, there's no, but I mean, you are right that. that 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 was a great scene that, you know, don't be an asshole or whatever he's been told. You know what? Should... Halford was right. Was the metal god not right? Yeah. <laughs> was totally right. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I that was the most enjoyable scene was there was that was the freak, you know, was like the Scotty and coming in there being the being the douchebag and then Tom Morello's like, well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then Rob Halford just comes in to dunk at the end, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the last word should always go to the metal god, James. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yes, but all I heard out of Kirk Hammett's mouth was wah, wah, wah. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> But the, that scene before that, where they're playing for that, what was it, a birthday party or a wedding or something? A wedding. A wedding. A wedding. wedding. <laughs> Sister's wedding. Yeah, the kid's playing the drums and he's like adding these like double bass things in, into the songs and, uh, you know. Oh, it did not fit. I, mean, no. I thought that everyone was going to be upset. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you rocked well, they it. They loved I'm like, it. Didn't. I'm like, I started getting all excited and everything. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, did not, I mean, I digged it, but also you got to remember, okay, so internet culture time. You know, the, everyone loves the song, the, the dude in the in the cat costume in Japan, freaking doing the normal song and then just going completely <laughs> ape on it. That so. is funny. What is the hell he, are you watching? You've never seen it? It's, it's actually funny. It's, it's freaking cute. hilarious. All right, yeah. send it to He's, me on TikTok then. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. Uh, there, there was one thing, though, when uh, I thought it was funny that, uh, you know, uh, Hunter asked um, Kevin, you know, where he was when he was being deflowered and kevin responded <laughs> something came up i would have asked what came up and the response would have been my dick i'm sorry just had to throw that out there <laughs> had to throw that I mean, out you know if he could have busted up a lonely a island writer. song you know <laughs> well that, that was a joke enjoyed in, it. it that was like a running joke in one of the brady bunch movies i think yes are you right? serious yeah <laughs> Something came up, like it, many characters oh, kept saying, yeah, yeah. Oh. It was "Like, oh, something came up." Yeah. Something just so, just suddenly came up. Yeah, something suddenly came up. You know, but actually, Lou, Lou, uh, the character of that age probably would have said something like that. I don't know if he would have been as sweet as the. Uh, oh no 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 no! He would have definitely kissed and tailed, and he would have, he would have been like throwing high fives. Well, you know what I, I remember when I lost my virginity. I wasn't thinking about the girls. I can't wait to tell my friends. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I remember when I lost my virginity. I couldn't wait to tell uh, the girl that I did it with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
busted, busted out the Lonely Island song that I just had sex. Yes. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, ah, when, almost got Tara. Almost got her there. <laughs> when Hunter she's, got his hair crying on the inside. Don't worry. Sorry, Wayne. Go ahead. Way, way earlier in the movie. When Hunter, when they cut, cut yeah. Hunter's hair and then right. he had to shave it. And then he says, oh, I look like Jason Newstead from Metallica. Jason yeah. Newstead was out of Metallica about that time that he had his hair like that. Yeah, yeah, he was, mentions it. He says, "Oh, you mean the one that they fired or something like yeah, that?" Yes, and that was yeah. the other thing. He didn't get fired. He, he got quit. He quit. Yeah, he quit himself. So I thought that. Was oh yeah. He did oh quit. oh oh. Well, see, here's here. That's a test for true metal people because every non-metal person would be like, "Oh, they got he got fired because magically no, but, Rob Trujillo was right that was you know there to." He know, wanted to do side projects, right? And they right. said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Yes, you said but if you're going to do side Mustaine projects, got leave. fired. New said, right, "Quit." Right, 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 yeah. yeah, but you know what? That the director or the scriptwriter should have gotten that right. I mean, I know that's no, 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 a dumb no. little that was point. a test because that was exactly what he yells, and they cut it real fast as a joke. I think Hunter looks at him like, "Are you serious?" Like, yeah. like so he, that's he literally wrong. turns to start yeah. say he, and then they cut. <laughs> oh, I missed that then. It was a joke. It but was, you know it, what? You know what's interesting is that like, so he gets they they come and they cut his hair right, mm-hmm. so he has to shave the side of his head. And then right. later on, when he's putting the white paint on, he's mm. doing it, I think, mostly to cover up a bruise he has. That Emily right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like his whole persona at the end looks different than he did at the beginning because of all these like bruises and effects of like people bullying him and, and beating him up. Mm. He does. So it's almost like that, pers- yeah. that persona yeah. is really like to hide the torment the, that others are like, you know, putting on him. Yeah, I agree with that. I totally agree with that point. Yeah. There was one line Kevin said in the film, though, that when he said it, it hit me. And I, 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 it's, it's, he said the line, why can't we all not fit in together? And I was just like, that's exactly how I feel about like life in general. Mm-hmm. People care so much about fitting in or seeking acceptance. Why? Just be yourself. It's hard enough trying to be someone else. Just be yourself. And let's just be cool about it. I don't know. I thought it was a really cool moral that uh, Kevin said. I was I like, interesting that. how that was like halfway through the film as opposed to the end. Yeah, I when think you that's find a good your one. misfits, like you know, like we're, we found you, we all found each other, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to find your people, and it's it's fine. You know, I, I think you're right. I think it was. I thought it was kind of like a nice, un, little underlying. I don't think it was supposed to be a you know in the forefront of the message, but it was you know, this people are different and it's, it's all good. And we find our people and we go with it and just, I don't know, live and let live, man. Like at the end where he's, I know you guys said it wasn't genuine, but I kind of think, I kind of think that it might've been, I, I know I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you completely, but I think at the end, he was just kind of like, you know what? It's all good. Like when they won, he's like, but look, we're the ones on the cover, you know, we're the ones they're talking about anyway. I don't know. I just, I, felt like I, I agree with you, Tara. He found peace I don't, with I don't, that. Like he I, found peace yeah. with just being himself and being, you know, like just having their little weird group of people and being who they are and letting them do their thing. So yeah, that, that's that's where I disagree with what, what what was said about Hunter. Hunter does have that arc. He just he has to. Everyone he he knows and everyone else knows around him that he's going to be abrasive and be he's going to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. But it's pro- it's it's not because he wants to be an asshole. It's just that's just how that's just how he's wired. He's James, gonna do those abrasive uh, things. James, honest question: Do you think he went through the hero's journey? I don't think he went through the hero's journey. I think that was more Kevin. 
yeah. but I, yeah. I believe that he went through a, a change. He's not, he's not completely uh, flat, but he's not a full round character either. Cause he still, cause he still has those, those quirks at the end. Like, like when he grabs her cello stick and scratches his calf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nasty, I thought that was really cast. cute, but I thought that was actually really sweet, and that showed that they really were like a unit, and they found right. each other, and they were friendly. I don't. I, that was a very sweet kind of moment to me, anyway. But yeah, yeah. well, it, it, it's 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 because I've I've seen those type of people. It, it, they don't do it. In, they don't do it intentionally, like for malice. That's just how they're wired. Mm-hmm. Well, what was the what was the catalyst for his change? Was it meeting Troy Nix, who was his sort of? I, I think I think I think it yeah. was going, I think it was going to to rehab and and, yeah, and I think being so. with Troy Nix. Yeah, yeah, definitely because because he get, he drops that he drops those knowledge bombs on him that like hey you can't be a, a complete and total dick to everybody <laughs> it's not going to work don't be you know US. but yeah. you, but you can but you know you're gonna have to learn to deal with these people because you can't be a total asshole all the time because he's a the same way. You know, he freaking's on there on this thing, tells the guys with his car sh- shit, and he can't, and this pick sucks. But here, here's yeah. a better pick, you know? <laughs> I yeah. thought that was a cute scene, too. I liked that. I found it endearing. But he did kind of validate him by saying, like, you don't belong here. You know, everyone who, who was put had a hand in getting you here was wrong. This isn't where you should be. So I wasn't really sure well. if he was going to change when he got out, but I guess he did. Yeah, yeah, but that's a good point because I like the fact that they, immediately they go, the he recognized this is a bunch of crap this kid shouldn't be here you know it kind of turned the stereotype around and he kind of understood him because at one time he was that kid maybe not as extreme as hunter was but he was that kid he's pretty extreme there was no drugs or anything they never alluded to the fact that he did drugs or drank and actually kevin was the one that was drunk right yeah you know a lot of the time so it wasn't even hunter so that was weird that his dad would send him to rehab i mean like maybe a some other kind of facility but a rehab didn't make any sense well i mean it also shows like how out of touch he was because he was a doctor you know he was just a yeah plastic surgeon that, that he like thought because he yeah yeah he's just yeah. some rich white guy as my chair almost breaks again um <laughs> <laughs> that you know he <laughs> i'm trying to keep it on track here as i almost fall bust my ass um you gotta you know really that, be into that forest pretty soon Hey, hey! I'll be one. I'll be one with the Smoky Mountains, baby. Anyway, um, you Remember, know, the, four strikes, you're out. Hey, I didn't know. I didn't know we were doing. I didn't know we were doing. Uh, what, what was baseball. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, there, yeah, did that, you notice the lead singer of Molly Coddle's fingernails? Did no. I? Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Why? Oh, he had like black fingernail polish on in oh, several scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I did. Oh, yeah. I did notice. I just, I mean, I didn't really pay mind to it, but I did notice. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, James. I just. Oh, no, 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 right. fan. I was, yeah, I was, I was losing track because of my chair. <laughs> so you're good. Thank you. For I thought it was, me. yeah, I thought it was strange that um, they gave him the black nail polish, which is usually, I think, more associated with like like metal, metal trying to do, yeah, you know? black yeah. metal or goth, yeah. Well, I think I, uh, I think he I think he secretly was a fan of their music because you know he's always like he's always being popular you know he's always like encouraging you know almost to the condescending way like you think he'd be a heel turn but maybe that was the turn was no he's actually into the music too he just he's doing this band right. you know the, the that whole hospital scene maybe that was in the eighties there was this whole satanic panic and you'd have to look it up on the internet if you don't remember they would take away uh, kids records their stupid metallic wristbands that 
totally ridiculous, you know. So maybe that was a throwback to that. I don't know how old the person who directed the movie is or wrote it. So um, that could be something of a throwback to that in a way. Yeah, but you're right. The who wrote it was in his late 40s, early 50s. I mean, I, I think he'd be around like all of us, you know, yeah. sort of like our ages about. Um, I thought, I, I don't know, I thought that was kind of another sort of high school movie thing that they did that, that it was like the popular kids they you know they won but they secretly kind of are envious of the kids that are different you know they do they do like them they do respect them they did they did appreciate what they did but they're just popular by default sometimes people just are you know you can't you can't do anything about that it's just, a lot of times it's just the way it is so but they were just like hey we really like did what you do like you're so awesome and they but they can't you know that they're they're in a different category in when it comes to high school because we all know that high school is just a big popularity contest let's be real I, mean, oh, that's I, I i hated high school so much i left so i, I didn't like it but, but it, it, i mean it's really like who you know and who you're friends with or who your parents are or how much money you have or you know how popular you are and that's just how it is and it's i don't yeah. think it's changed very it's much definitely what that one girl was we've all been there the, uh, in the school scene when they were playing the song that one girl did not like the music at all <laughs> that was her. I mean, I, I enjoyed high school, but I also knew that when I graduated, I wasn't going to look back and go, oh, those are my glory years. You know, um, unfortunately, there's a lot of people I know that are still kind of in that mentality because they were like, you know, lead quarterback of a high school football team or whatever, you know. And I was just like, oh, dude, none of that stuff really matters. I mean, like, you know, I, I look at it this way. Tara and I, we were theater geeks at St. John's University, you know, and that's how we met. And, you know, fast forward 20 plus years later, we're still here. You know, it's like, OK, glory years are in the past. But, hey, we, we've moved we're on. We're still moved geeks. Forward. It's OK. I yeah, love being yeah. a geek. I'm all right I love with it. it. <laughs> but yeah. I will say this, though, uh, leading into that, uh, leading into uh, Hunter getting taken away uh, to the um, to the rehab place, YouTube corpse paint video legend <laughs> the security officer calling him crusty the clown more legend <laughs> nightstick dick tap that was yeah, amazing that was, that was funny. <laughs> for sure just just taps him right in the balls yeah <laughs> it was a few laugh out loud moments in this movie for sure that was one of them that was for sure what did we think of the performance of that the actual song that they came up with which was weird by the way before we get into that uh they never really practiced together but they played the song like almost perfectly. Like they well, remember the sheet music, Wayne. I understand. Remember that, the sheet play, music. They didn't play together, James. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> got to, James. You got to play it together. It doesn't that's work. Kind like of no, oh, whatever. That's not Sir, true. It, Sir, it did not. That's yeah, not, not true. true. That's not true. That's if you could true. sight read, you could play it. True. True musicians can sight read and, and and be able to at least make it sound good. Okay, These well, are kids, though. I mean, they no, didn't bring no, the, they didn't you learn sight reading in high school, though, and like in certain areas, like like here in East Tennessee, it gets the the ETSBOA, the honor band. You have to do at least two sight reading pieces, and they're where, not easy. Where pieces. James comes from, the band geeks are more violent than the football team. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> well, we had we had Nisma in New York. Yeah, we did. I honestly, yeah. I thought they were going to play a Black Sabbath song since they you know practiced that one over and over again. Yeah, I didn't they think did. they had a the credits. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think so either. I didn't think they would. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, I don't think so either. But, well, guys, I have to go get my kids. I have to go. Thank you for uh, having me on, as always, guys. So. Oh, well, oh, good to see you, Manny. Yeah, thanks, Manny. Thanks for the slides. Cheers, Manny. See you next Bye. week.
All right. See you next week. See you later. But, uh, James, yeah, he so, was so wrong. I got your back. I know that, that you know, sight reading. Is- <laughs> oh, I, was, I was ready to come at him with that one. I was like, wait a minute. I got you on this one. <laughs> so what do you guys think of this actual song? Is that right? right? I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah it was a good song. Ben. Trying to remember I, what it was called. It Metal was called uh, Lick was My called Love Pump. Machine no. of oh, machine Torment. Of machine of Torment. Like yeah. Machinery yeah. of Torment or something. Yeah. 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 I thought, no. I thought I thought the funny thing is him yelling it at the beginning and then like nobody you know nobody's reacting to it but by, at the end, I mean who hasn't had a good old fashioned college uh, of a high school dance mosh pit? Right. Hey, well, we never had battles of bands. Pit. I mean that would be awesome if we did, but we never had any of that stuff. Well, but it, it was an accidental no. mosh pit. Yes, right. that was always the best ones. Yeah, but no, I, I wasn't a big fan. But I did think it was interesting that none of the kids seemed to like it until the vocals came in. And then they're like, oh, this is okay. And I'm like, the vocals, to me, do not approve that song at all. I thought the music was actually great. The vocals were not so much. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm um, proud to say that at the end of my wedding, there was a, we, we, we moshed it to uh, Fog and Molly. So I'm proud of that. Okay. <laughs> nice. Well, the, the only battle of the bands I ever went to was, was, was there, were, there was a one in uh, Tennessee Valley Fair, and it had bands like 10 Years and, and Copper and you know, straight line stitch bands that had were actually able to make it. Mm-hmm. White Chapel, White Chapel was still was still in middle school at that time. Lou, <laughs> I, I was in a battle of bands three times at the Crazy Donkey in Farmingdale. I was twenty eight. So the Crazy Donkey. Oh yeah. man, I think the closest that we really ever got to any kind of we never had a battle of bands that we seeing like our friends play was Right Track in and Free was it Freeport. Yeah. I yeah, never went there. You you guys yeah. went show, saw shows there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was someone I, was I, playing. I, I don't remember who, but we knew them, <laughs> and we were like sixteen, I think, when we went. We were in high school. I know, we but were I don't remember. Definitely in high school. Yeah. Blue froze. <laughs> he's doing well, the thing where you guys can keep talking. He's just he's there. He's well, at least that, he's, he's not making a he's that great face. attentive I mean, face there. He's just letting you be warm and the picture. Yeah, it's a nice warm smile. It's just... like the, the COVID cutout, you know. Like <laughs> so, so the last time I'm unfrozen. Yeah, you, you, you did it nope. again. Nope. He's up. And he's nice gone. Bye, Lou. Oh, bye, God. Lou. Good night, everybody. Uh, so yeah, I, I didn't expect the end either. Where they where the uh, amp fell on his leg that kind of sucked yeah that was that pretty gnarly i thought that was pretty bad i wish i wish they would have finished out the song and that was kind of an awkward well, what's more metal than a, your bone sticking out of yeah, your yeah. Leg, I guess, finishing right? the song I mean, while your like... bone's sticking out <laughs> right right <laughs> i guess well he flies was... up in the air right while he's playing the solo because he's been I working on the solo die. for the whole right. movie. yeah yeah because he's all you know in his own head yeah and then um something uh, you know this rube goldberg series of events happens in the the stack falls on top of him. I didn't really understand why he why it fell though. Like I couldn't. I mean, when I was watching, yeah, I was like, he got what hit happened? by a mosh pit because the, the jock yeah. pushed the monitor into oh, Hunter and he was in his foot. Yeah. Okay, his foot was on the monitor. Okay, then, then the yeah, he was the catalyst for the Rube Goldberg gotcha. to start. <laughs> got it. Yeah, thank you, thank you for using that. I need to use that more in my life. <laughs> we don't have enough Rube Goldberg mentions on Rat Side <laughs> Review. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and then that kid comes up at the end and gives him the, the horn sign. <laughs> oh, that was kind of funny Robbie Robbie yeah. he was cute yeah. yeah I I love the fact that they had a character like Robbie who was just a good kid so yeah good 
yeah. and then uh then to see them all together in their little practice room and uh working on some new songs it seemed like so maybe we'll get a part two of this uh Man Lords thing i don't know i mean they play they're playing uh war pigs at the end and that yeah, was like really war them sitting awesome. there playing that song and it looked like they actually had fun which i love that about movies like i love to watch like my, some of my, my favorite things are outtakes because sometimes you really see the characters sort of gelling together and like how they look at each other and the smile, you know, I just, I love that. So I actually, I watched that whole part and I thought it was very sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, what's weird is um, when they, she, they, they obviously the, the name of the band throughout the whole movie was Skullfucker, right? Right. right, we, right. We've been on YouTube long <laughs> enough so I can say it, but um, they, they can't go on to the battle of the bands. So they have to change the name. So she goes running out. She runs into the janitor. The janitor like knows her name. He's like, hi, Emily, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I realized that too. Why does the janitor know her name and like willing to do anything for her? Well, you know what? I actually thought of that too. And I will say like being like a weird kid or, you know, someone that's just different or whatever, you kind of, I feel like you, you're friendly with people that you normally would sort of like people would see beneath you. And also she obviously spent a lot of time at the school, right? She was always practicing at the school. That's true too. So I feel like that there was sort of like a rapport there and she was just kind of a nice kid that wanted to just play music. So I did think that though, I was like, that's kind of weird. And I'm like, you know what? No, it's actually not that weird. I didn't see it as weird at all, but that's because, you know, being one of those outsider kids and yeah, you, you, you find w- different parental um, I wouldn't call them like mentors, but people that you can con- confide with that had give you a different uh, aspect and something to look at. So I think that's why she knew she could run to him and that he would have the answers, you know, mm-hmm. and she had a rapport with him. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I saw that part. I thought that was really nice. I thought, I thought the whole ending of the movie was tied up really well with the battle of the band. I thought that yeah. was done really well. You know, that, that yes. Uh, I always forget who the but the band the other band name Molly whatever it was Molly Cottle Molly Cottle that that you know that they that they they stuck to even though the lead singer might not like it because you could tell when they were trying to recruit Kevin that they don't like that they're playing these easy songs but they're not good musicians and they know that the, it's the popular music so they're just doing it right so they do so they do the Imagine Dragon song everyone loves it and they're just kind of like doing their thing but then the, the other you know then Skullflower comes out and actually plays something good which is great that they actually had another cello because we need more cellos in metal music Apocalyptica cannot ass. have Apocalyptica ass. cannot have just the, the monopoly of cello metal music yeah yeah, yeah. And honestly, I, think they, I don't, I'm not a fan of Imagine Dragons, but they did that song. They did the song. I mean, I don't know if they were really playing or not, but it sounded pretty good. <laughs> I thought like, decent for, you know, high school kids. James, I don't know how I feel about you knowing that was Imagine Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I have nephews, <laughs> Wayne. I have so I, nephews. I, know, but I, I, I hear mean, these I songs on our radio too, and so. I don't, I don't read, well. No, I didn't I know it. Really I like their first it. album. Yeah. Well, you're fired too then, I guess. Sorry, Lou. You can't fire me. You need I me. Plenty of guitars. I don't need you. You're not firing me. I'm leaving this band. All right. I'll play the newstead. I I got more <laughs> better things to do. I got the perfect job for a cowbell soloist and blue oyster cult, Wayne. I don't need this shit. <laughs> I but got a try, fever. Would, and the only thing that can cure it is more cowbell. <laughs> they were they were trying to come up with female metal uh performers. <laughs> And the only thing they can think of is Joan Jett and Lita and Ford. And Lita Ford. I was I like, that was wow. ridiculous. And they're like, I mean, that's yeah. the runaway. You know. That's also the run. I'm like, 
<laughs> what is like, going yeah, on right now? This is, and this is modern, so you have like bands like Arc Enemy, freaking Ginger, White Zombie, right? White, uh, what about did people forget Doro? I mean, you yeah. know, the Metal Queen herself. Well, that would be like putting Halloween on air. I mean, Doro is very <laughs> no, there's a difference. No. I mean, no, no, but, but, but they know about metal? Ginger. They, they know about really. Ginger. They know about freaking. You know, you could have done Coil. Yeah, you could have put in a bunch of popular bands with female lead singers i mean you don't have to go arc enemy but yeah but you know what it is they seem to be more into the classic metal stuff so mm-hmm. that i can understand mm-hmm. yeah you're naming a lot of modern stuff yeah i mean like i i could have nitpicked like you know and say yo how come they're not talking about like the new metal bands that are out there killing it like you know i know i mentioned periphery all the time you know to me they're you know the best of the bunch that's out there but even i was kind of like well because you know, to the to the average lay person, the casual fan, you know, they know Sabbath, they know Rage, they know Tool, they know Dio. Um, so, you know, I was just like, well, you know, if, if anything, what this film might do is reinforce the idea. Hey, let me kind of go into the well and see what else is out there. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they'll discover <laughs> Halloween, Wayne. And, you know, can, can they can they listen to this band called Spirit Box? <laughs> who's apparently opening for ghost yes they are and i can't see them they're not coming near me well i don't think it's a secret that i'm i'm not a big metal fan and i have most of these bands you guys talk about i'm like <gasps> i don't know any of this i mean i think the most obscure one that i've actually heard is mastodon and that's not really that obscure but i guess if you're not into metal i <laughs> really am to- not I'm not a metal person, so it's like probably not the best person for this. But I did like the movie, and like I mean, I could bring my my girl parts to it and talk about how sweet everyone was. We're all happy to see you brought your girl parts. Actually, honestly, that was also a really good good way they brought in Blood and Water from Mass Thunder. Thunder and Blood. Sorry, my bad. Thank you for reminding me what the song was. Okay, we need good thing they brought in the Mastodon song. We need to make Adam and Tara a uh, a playlist. So yeah, listen I've listened to it, um, but I do I do remember when I because I had the closed captioning on, and when it first started over the opening credits, it was um, an Avenged Sevenfold song, "Hail to the King." Um, yeah, who I don't really know, but I was like, I think this is a bad sign, but I'm not sure because I thought it was going to be all like new metal because I feel like they're a newer right, metal right. band, right? Yeah. But then it was a pleasant surprise. It was all stuff that I knew. It from was like older, seventies, eighties, nineties, you know, except, except for uh, the uh, what is it? oh god, what's the uh, um, Judas Priest song they bring out? Um, Painkiller. Pain That's yeah. a killer. Yeah. 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 I, I admit, I, like I would have liked to have heard. I would have liked to have heard a more obscure uh, Avenged Sevenfold song, only because like I've been following them since. Well, 20 years since Sound of the Seventh Trumpet came out, and I thought they were great then. I still think they're great now. So, mm. you know, but Hail to the King, I think, is probably one of their, one of their more popular songs. So, What's the name? Know. Sound of the Butt Trumpet? What? Sounding the Seventh <laughs> Trumpet. What are you oh, thinking? Read your Bible. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't you know. heathen. <laughs> Thank you, James. Uh, no, I got right, you. So- what do you guys think of the movie? I mean, you obviously we all kind of liked it pretty much. Was there anything that anybody like outright hated about this movie? I Go wanted so I wanted somebody to slap Hunter for, more for a good reason than just Emily doing it. Yeah. Uh, no. no. I don't really think I hate. I don't. Yeah, there wasn't anything. 
I mean, there was some like the basic high school cheesiness that goes on with most movies, but you know, with that in that genre, but I actually thought it was cute and I thought it was pretty well done. And I don't know, I don't, I didn't, I did not, I did not dislike it even the second time around. Yeah, cool. Well, you just hated the fact that the delay pedal was not on, but the light was. (laughs) Oh, Lou. Sorry. Get over it already. <laughs> Can't help it. Look, I'm not a gatekeeper, but I want honesty. I want integrity. Next thing, next thing you know, he's going to be mad about the what type of freaking pedals he had there. and he, They weren't matching cro- properly, you know? <laughs> How did no. you know I was looking? The, <laughs> the technicals were good. The Lou, cinematography, the Lou, I knew you. That's why I knew that you'd look at that. We interrupted Adam. I'm sorry, Adam. Go ahead. No, I, I just... sorry. No, I was just saying that the technicals were good. Cinematography, editing, sound design, you know, really had no, no nothing. The story was solid. Yeah. My yeah, only I thing was the, uh, oh, go ahead. I have to say it's one of the better Netflix movies that, that I've seen. Um, I, I will say, though, them playing War Pigs. I had just played War Pigs live on stage on Saturday in Brooklyn. Hmm. So I was still, you know, in that high from having played it so seeing it in the film and seeing it you know through the eyes of a kid who's playing it for the first time it's like that excitement for the song itself and for the music it's still there for me so you know like i said it it was hard not to get choked up watching that as he was playing along with it i get that that's cute i like that you're so sweet lou (laughs) i'm a sentimental fool what can i say (laughs) It bothered me that he was hitting the uh, the hi hats with the stick because that's not how you play that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not a drummer, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm not a drummer like, at all. Right. And then he was a little bit too uh, enthusiastic with some of the way he's playing, but otherwise it was good. I've seen I plenty know. of drummers do that, so yeah, I know. The only thing I was the only thing I was mad of is that they said he was a drummer and like he played a single drum and he's playing like the most basic snare beat I've ever heard in my entire life. Right, when yeah, I've like, every when every yeah. single dr- band marching band drummer I I know that does a snare drum has to like you know break sticks on the freaking on the on the side of it it you right, know they're right. they're going nuts so yeah. that was very it was like I'm like I'm I don't believe you're a drummer because you're just acting way too tame for this you are not acting <laughs> like a drummer I played and snare in the marching band I played snare for one year and then I played toms for the next three years oh cool. Yeah, nice. I was bar- I was baritone, so I had to I had to hear you guys try to make me deaf behind me. Yep, <laughs> we, it was a competition for real. It truly is. I was primarily a trumpet and baritone horn player in the marching band, but there was one time they're like, "Lou, we need a snare." I'm like, "I don't play drums." But uh, Jason Crawford, who we went to college with, Tara, I said, "Can you teach me a paradiddle on the snare?" And he said. How much time you got? I said, 10 minutes. He said, I only need five. So he showed me how to do a quick like drum rolls on the like snare. The and I'm like, all right, drum, I got yeah. it. That's fine. I thought you played the skin flute. <laughs> only in your dreams. Speaking of that, did you not did you, did you see who the new spokesperson for AARP is? Is it Debbie Gibson? It is Debbie Gibson. Wait, oh. what is what happened? Who's Debbie? What's going on with Debbie Gibson? Debbie Gibson is the new face of AARP. We're dying, not just getting old. We're dying. <laughs> oh my god! 
<laughs> well, I mean, I'll take solace in the fact that she's she is a little bit older than me, right? <laughs> We're not the same age, I don't think. No, she's older than all of us. <laughs> she's not sixty, whatever, though. I don't think. Yeah, Arden isn't. Well, she's like, got to be fifty because she's on ARP. She's on ARP. Yeah. So yeah, is that all it takes to be on ARP now? Is fifty? I thought Jeez. it was like sixty something. I know that's well, fifty. So we're all almost there. Yeah. Uh, boy. Not me. Just for men keeps me young. Yeah, <laughs> yourself, Wayne. I'm, I still got a freaking, I got a decade uh, over for, for that. So, well, seeing that we're almost there, it is most of our bedtimes because it's 9 30. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah old, old is 30. And uh, I enjoyed this show very much. Had a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Had a lot of fun watching this movie and getting to hear your guys' opinions on it. And thank you, Adam and Tara, for joining us. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. No and problem. I did this episode sober. Wow. Yeah, and if you if you, if you guys want to do it, <laughs> you're, you're always welcome to come on. Absolutely, anytime. We're waiting for the invite. Well, one of the highlights of my mm-hmm. podcasting career was being on Just the Cheese Please to discuss this guy. Of course, Cosmic your Avenger, favorite. <laughs> which I'm editing the video for it right now. So uh, hopefully that'll be out soon. Um, just so you know, uh, Tara and Adam, you guys are invited to Music is Live podcast so we could discuss our top 10 favorite 80s soundtracks. Yeah, I'm there for yes, it. Yes, we definitely need to do that. Um, that would That's a that's a good one. I like that. Excellent. Sure. You'll probably be shocked at what my number one is. Shoes I haven't figured friends. it out either, but you'll know. Uh, I'm like, no spoilers. <laughs> Purple Rain right. is not on there. I swear to God. Which one? Purple, Purple Rain, Rain Purple is Rain. not in there. You don't want it there or it should no, be there? No, if, if it's not there. If it's not in your list, wow. I swear. I'm not telling you. You have to watch the episode. Hasn't even been recorded yet, James. Take it easy. <laughs> I'm in like a few movie soundtracks. I like you. Um, excited. Last Action Hero's got a good soundtrack. That's 90s. No, I know. I'm just saying. I don't really like soundtracks, but that one I liked. Uh, the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey I liked. That's 90s. That's 90s. Uh, That's 92. That was 92? Oh, Airheads, that was 91. Airheads got a good one. Wayne, shut the fuck up. That's 94. That's 94. That's even worse. <laughs> that one I knew was 90s. Oh. That's it. That's all I like. You uh, like not another teen movie? That's 2001. <laughs> no, I don't like that one. God uh, damn where, it. What about, what about Queen of the Damned? That was 2001. No. I would like to hear that. the Queen of the Damned songs with Jonathan Davis singing them personally. Who cares? Where can we find Just the Cheese Please? <laughs> well, you can find it on all the major... Um, podcasting sites like iTunes and Spotify and I heard radio and Google podcasts, but you can also find it on the Rats Out of You website. Oh my God, you can. Right. Isn't that correct? Cool. I believe so. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I, I hope so. <laughs> right alongside um, this podcast. That's right. The when are we going to hear a new you? episode? Because it's been a while. Yeah, I was, um, I, I was switching jobs and they sent me, uh, they sent me away for training. So um, it's been about a month and usually we try to release one at least every two weeks, if not every week. Um, so I got a bunch queued up. They should be released starting this week and uh, should have two or three in a row. Come it's going to start coming yeah, out. You're not even going to be able to keep up. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> That's how we like it. What is the next one going to be? So I could tell you the next two. The next two are going to be summer school and nice. then uh, Howard the Duck. Oh, Howard the oh, Duck. Oh, my God. God. I can't <laughs> wait for that. I would love to do that one. But no Chainsaw and Leah Thompson. Oh, love it. I, I remember watching it when I was a kid. <laughs> and, and Jeffrey Jones. Don't forget Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> <sighs> Creepazoid. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I had no idea that was like a comic book. 
back when I first saw it. When yeah, I was little. it's a Marvel comic book. I didn't things. know that either until I, no I started delving into it. I was like, this is a was a comp. People bought this. I mean, <laughs> yes. I don't well, know why. Not I exactly it that, but, but yes. <laughs> well, the significance of Howard the Duck is that it's the first time ever the band Kiss uh, appeared in comic book form. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, and and if you've watched any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy right. uh, too. Well, that was an Easter egg. Uh, Howard the Duck no, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Egg. Yeah, the collector. He's got like a bunch of oddities and like in the back corner, like it's he's prominently displayed. But he's one of his like collections is Howard the Duck in a cage drinking a martini. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. okay, <laughs> fun. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. Too. And uh, you guys watching, you can catch us at ratsalreview.com. Please hit subscribe on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify and Anchor and Stitcher and wherever else you can find us. And we and we on that TikTok now too. Well, we've been on that TikTok for probably like two years now. Yeah, it's Ratsal Review, eighteen hundred followers at this point. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, it's fun. Been a lot of fun times. Uh, and I actually got to do some new TikToks because I got some new stuff to show you guys. But anyway, hit subscribe, and we'll see you next week with our ACDC Bon Scott episode. Right? I think so. That's right. All right. Stay fresh cheese bags. Stay money. See ya. How do I turn this off now? It's the off button. I don't know. Figure it out, old man.